Cruise at 42,000. We'll report again over Lincoln. Over and out. Wait a minute. I know you. You're Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. You play basketball for the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm sorry, son, but you must have me confused with someone else. My name is Roger Murdoch. I'm the co-pilot. You are Kareem. I've seen you play. My dad's got season tickets. I think you should go back to your seat now, Joey. Right, Clarence? Oh, he's not bothering anyone. Let him stay here. All right, but just remember, my name is Roger Murdoch. I'm an airline pilot. I think you're the greatest, but my dad says you don't work hard enough on defense. And he says that lots of times you don't even run down court. And that you don't really try, except during the playoffs. The hell I don't. Listen, kid. I've been hearing that crap ever since I was at UCLA. I'm out there busting my buns every night. Tell your old man to drag Walton in the near up and down the court for 48 minutes. up everybody this is the doghouse fantasy football podcast it is week eight it is saturday night i am your boy d roy find me on twitter at roy dog underscore 13 that is r-o-y-d-a-w-g one three it's saturday night instead of going out hanging out partying like the rest of you fucking yahoos (sighs) i'm at home doing dfs Doing exactly what you expect me to do. So, without further ado, let's get ourselves going here. Uh, this week we are going to go ahead and just start with the core four because I want to explain what we are looking at doing here. Uh, the core four this week is running back Chris Carson of Seattle, wide receiver Corey Davis of Tennessee, wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins of Houston. It's a hell of a payup this week. And running back Ty Johnson of Detroit. Now you may be saying, D-Roy, how high are you on Ty Johnson? I'm not very high on him. But he's getting the opportunity. It's a great matchup. He's going to be highly owned. 
And if he happens to hit his value or better, and you don't have him in your cash game lineup, you might as well be fucked. So that's why he's in there. It's one of those things where if there is a punt play where the guy is in an incredibly good spot, you have to decide if you're going to do it or not. The choice should always be yes. If it's an unfavorable spot, there is a point where you need to go, is the guy, does the guy have great uh, upside in the matchup of you know consequence that he's in? That's why, like, say, last week where you would have gotten Chase Edmonds for, you know, a fucking song. That was the guy that I was looking for as a value option down there. And I would have came off of Alan Lazard if Chase Edmonds was definitely starting and they didn't dick us around with that. So we have nothing dicking us around this week. Um, we're not going to dick around with our lineups as far as cash. And we're going to use Ty Johnson. Ty Johnson is going to open up more avenues for your for your lineups for safety, which is what we're looking for. We are looking definitively for 120 points on FanDuel, 150 on DK. And I suspect, much like last week where there were a lot of <clears throat> pitfalls and potholes, I'm expecting the same thing again this week. So that's why the article took a little bit longer to get out. It was me kind of looking at the matchups again, reevaluating players at their current values and determining if they were safe enough for our cash games and finding the upside for our GPPs. I believe I've got it. I believe every player that is in the write-up is in play. If you have any questions or comments, hit me up. Do not fucking wait. I have all night. It's a little bit of a movie night with me and my daughter, so I'm going to be making lineups while we're doing that, hanging out with her. I'm free. I'm at home. I'm available. And, of course, I'm available tomorrow morning. But you're better off not waiting. Better off doing it sooner rather than later. If you can, I understand if you got stuff to do tonight. Hey. Perfectly fine and normal. That's why I'm here. So, we're going to start out with our quarterbacks. And everyone should have the write-up already. Even before I started recording this, I had the write-up out. So you could peruse it, look it over, uh, make your own determinations. <clears throat> Every player that I said in cash is safe. It should get you the point totals that you're looking for. If they fall a little bit below, you should be okay because the ownership should be at such a position that it's not going to kill your lineup. But we're going to go through. We're going to explain it. I've explained in the article about guys where I'm kind of going. You can see where I am going in the write-up. But we're going to go over it again. Number one, Russell Wilson. Again, these are not put in a favorite order. They are put in order of their FanDuel price. So you'll see Russell Wilson, number one price quarterback. He's a very safe option against the Atlanta pass defense. I'm leaning, I am leaning 
towards Chris Carson. And, like, I have in my core four. So, Wilson is safe um, for your cash game lineup. I don't think he's going to have the explosive upside that we were going to want if we would have had Matt Ryan in this game. Matt Ryan is out. Matt Schaub is in. So that really hinders the Atlanta offense even more. They have a bye week next week, and I think this team is going to quit very early in this game and just get ready for that bye week. So Russell Wilson is probably more of a GPP, but he should accumulate at least 20 points. He should get to that 20-point threshold in this game. He should be able to hit Tyler Lockett for at least one, um, and then he spreads the ball enough to where he can hit either Metcalf, Brown, uh, Luke Wilson, and even Chris Carson for a touchdown. So, but Carson's going to be very active. That's why I chose Chris Carson over Russell Wilson. <clears throat> Don't be afraid of him. If you want to pay up, if you got the extra cash to put it in there, he's not going to kill. But again, I'm not going there. I'm going with Carson. Deshaun Watson is our next guy. Third on FanDuel, 2-2 two and two on Yahoo and DK, third on Fantasy Draft. Uh, I like the I very much like the spot that he is in. Uh, if I can, I will go ahead and pay up for him. He is the guy that I will pay up for out of all of them. He's going to have he's going to have a good day passing the ball against a very bad Oakland defense. The question here is whether or not his ownership is going to come in rather high, uh, higher than the other quarterbacks that are on the board. Now, the thing of it is, is even if his ownership is high, is it going to kill our lineups to not have him in there? No, it's not. Quarterback never usually is. It's always about your running backs and your wide receivers. So if I can't make the lineup safe enough at you know, for running back and wide receiver with Deshaun Watson in there, I'm going to back down. But if if there's one spot where if, if I'm, like I said, if I'm going to pay up, it's going to be Deshaun Watson. Now, that's probably going to mean that you're going to have to come off of New England's defense, which is another scary uh, thought, considering the fact that they're absolutely running rampant points-wise and turning the ball over on opposing offenses. So... Defenses are tough because they're highly they're highly variant up and down. You know, it's going to basically be do I need to, do I need New England in that matchup? Do I believe that they're going to turn the ball over enough? Not so much just the turnovers, but are they going to score? And that's kind of what I'm looking at as well. I don't mind paying down at off and at defense to get a guy like Deshaun Watson's upside. I have a lineup set on FanDuel where I'm not using Deshaun Watson because I'm paying up for New England's defense. The whole lineup is safe, and it has upside in it. So I'm not afraid to stay up with the New England defense. But if you're going to pay down, that's because you're trying to get at Watson. Uh, Jared Goff is safe this week. I'm a little bit more on Gurley. Uh, because it is the Bengals, they are decimated on defense in all facets. 
all the way from the front line to the back where the secondary is. They're, they're destroyed. Jared Goff should have a good, good game. He should be sitting somewhere around uh, 20 points. That's kind of what you're looking for again. And he's safe. Now, he should be able to get two TDs, but he could also get sniped by Gurley, who I'm looking at. This is the best spot that Gurley's had all year. I'll get into Gurley. Yards per carry should get up. That's what has me off golf a little bit, that they could just sit and run the ball. They're in London, too. But all the London games have gone up, have have gone to the over this year. So... <clears throat> With that trend in place, it's my belief that Jared Goff is safe. The guy that I've really fallen in love with, because he's been a low price, is Matthew Stafford against the New York Giants. A lot of people aren't going to look at Stafford because they're stupid. We've been on Stafford all year. We've seen what he's been able to do all year. Has he made every single article? No. But in a matchup against this giant secondary, you have a new running back in place. And yes, we're using the running back in the core four. But this is what everybody would call a quote-unquote smash spot for a quarterback. We need to figure out if it's going to be Kenny Galladay or Marvin Jones, if you want to <clears throat> double up the points on a certain wide receiver. But you could run Stafford naked and just take all the points all the way straight across, and you are going to hit 20, and you have a possibility of a 30-point output this week at a much cheaper price than some of the other quarterbacks. So that's why I've kind of strayed down to Stafford, paid down, taking that money, and built more safety into the rest of the lineup. And you're going to hear me say that a lot. Safety. Safety. Now, we get into the GPPs. And I've put, I've kind of changed it up. The highest priced GPP quarterback is not at the top. It's actually... The second highest priced GPP quarterback, and that's Drew Brees. <clears throat> we did find out this afternoon that Drew Brees is going to start. He faces a terrible Arizona Cardinals defense. Why would I list him first? Mostly because he's a cash slash GPP guy. And I said it. I'm going to probably end up cash slash GPP in the hell out of Breeze on FanDuel. Which means I'm going to probably use them in cash. And use them in GPP for the other three sites. You are saving $500 on FanDuel from Matthew Stafford to Drew Breeze. In a relatively... Same matchup. Yes, he's coming back from injury, but he's shown all week that he can grip the football and he and he can get it out of his hand quickly. 
So, I have no problem if you want to start at Matt Stafford. And I'm going to look at this. I, I probably will stay at Stafford unless there's something else that I really, really like that I want to get off of um, in my cash lineups, you know, if it costs $500 more. But right now my Stafford lineup is zeroed out, so I'm pretty happy with it. But <clears throat> I'll run a couple lineups with Drew Brees. Uh, definitely going to run a Drew Brees GPP on all of the, probably on all the sites. It's the Saints weekend. Even though I don't like the Arizona side very much. But I don't think I don't think in this spot that we really have to have anything from the Arizona side to correlate. This is going to be a game where coach Sean Payton is going to show that Drew Brees is absolutely fine and send a notice to the NFC. Next on the list, we have uh, Jamison Winston. Jamison. Jamis Winston. <clears throat> he's kind of my... He's, 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 he's real tricky. But I like him coming off the bye, and I have no idea why. The Titans secondary has been very, very good this year. Now, they are down... They are down Adoree Jackson this week. And that kind of piqued my interest, you know, out the gate. Um, so they're facing they're facing what's relatively been a really good secondary. But I like the spots that Chris Godwin and Mike Evans are in. I like the spot that Cam Braid is in. And this almost is the same thought process as what happened with uh, the Detroit-Minnesota game last week. And maybe I feel that I might be reading into it a little bit. I will have a lineup with Jameis. But everybody's on the Tennessee side, and nobody's really talking. They're talking about, you know, that Chris Godwin and Mike Evans are in good spots, you know, and about Cameron Bray, but nobody's saying shit about Winston. The Tennessee defense is really good against running backs. So what's that going to mean? It means it's going to, the ball's going to be coming out of Winston's hand a lot more than I think people realize. And he could capitalize on it. Or he could fail. I mean, it's just as simple as that. That's why it's GPP. But it, Winston has a tremendous upside with a egregious floor which we saw two weeks ago in London. There's a correlation on the other side. Everybody likes Ryan Tannehill, the next guy in the GPPR, part of the article. They like Corey Davis, A.J. Brown. They like Johnu uh, Smith filling in for Delaney Walker. So this game is really, really easy to game stack because you have a lot of cheap value on the other side which allows you to pay up if you like Chris Godwin, Mike or Mike Evans or both. And again, you can save with Cameron Braid as well. Who yes, the Tampa Bay Bucks do not throw to the tight end very often, but you have OJ Howard out and Cameron Braid has always been Winston's guy. So, take it for what you will. You don't have to run it, but definitely keep it keep it as a thought. Because if you like the Tennessee side, 
you have to like the Tampa Bay side. Maybe not Winston, but you're gonna want to. You're gonna like those wide receivers or the tight end. If you don't like the Tampa side, you cannot like the Tennessee side. Because you need Tampa to play for Ryan Tannehill, <clears throat> Corey Davis, A.J. Brown, John o. Smith. You need Tampa to play along for that side of the ball to go off. So just keep it in mind. Again, Ryan Tannehill... Uh, I'll run one lineup. I don't really like them based on the fact of not not how it looks on paper. On paper, it looks absolutely fantastic. But this is a chalk GPP play with a bad passing offense. And when that happens, everybody just puts on the blinders, runs with it. It doesn't think about that part, that it's a bad passing offense. At times it can explode, but there's a reason why guys like Mariota were sat. They had to bring in Tannehill, and even Tannehill isn't that great of a quarterback. So, like I said, I'm going to run a lineup. I'm going to run a lineup just to cover my ass on it. I'll pick a couple pieces from the Tampa side. But I'm not in love with it. And I'm trying to get off of it. One of the guys that you could use or at least think about <clears throat> is for the Chicago Bears. And I can already hear the groans. I can already hear the groans. We have uh, the LA Chargers in Chicago. Against the Bears. Everybody is shitting on Mitchell Trubisky right now. Because, and I am too, because he sucks. He really does. He He's a, he's a good college quarterback. He's a shitty NFL quarterback. Because it's kind of like, he's not as bad as Mariota, but he's not as good. He's not as good as, say, a Lamar Jackson or uh, just comparison in the same draft. You know, a Patrick Mahomes where they can pass and run. Um, but there, but there's something there's something about this game that I, I, I kind of like from this side. And there's a, couple pieces, there's a couple pieces that I do like from the L.A. Chargers side, too. Um, but this is, this is like the perfect spot. To use a guy like Mitchell Trubisky. The LA Chargers are 28th in DVOA against the pass. Okay. The defense against the rush is 24th in DVOA. Mitchell Trubisky likes to use his legs. There's incredible amount of injuries that have just mounted, that have not just mounted up, but have added on to what they've had before. They are dead right up the middle. They are dead from a pass rush. And yes, this isn't a great offensive line. 
but that means that Trubisky is going to be using his legs to extend plays. Like I said, he is dirt fucking cheap. I have a guy to pair with him. And you can use a piece or two on the other side. It's a mini stack. I wouldn't go full stack. I would go mini stack. And that should get you just enough off the chalk for your GPPs. Sunday Night Football Options. Um, Aaron Rodgers still listed as questionable, but he's going to play, so don't worry about that. Uh, It's a good spot for Rodgers. Um, I'm going to have some interest in more in the showtime slates and the primetime slates. Um, And I don't know if I can really pull the trigger on his price uh, for Yahoo and uh, Fancy Draft in this spot. Because there's another player in that game that I'm really kind of on and makes for a decent cash play for both your Yahoo and your fantasy draft lineup. So um, if you want to run him in, in GPP, he's you're more than welcome to. I just don't think he really explodes. Um, he's probably just like your regular cash game, your regular cash game quarterbacks. And I can find, you know, guys in those cash games in the GPPs that can far exceed uh, Rodgers this week. So kind of fading him but I put him in there and like I said showdown and prime time I'm definitely interested move to the running backs for cash <clears throat> Saquon Barkley is the number one option in cash in terms of price he's the highest price guy 8600 uh third overall on FanDuel you don't have to pay up for him um but I would definitely think about it if you're going to breeze on on a site like FanDuel. Um, I would think about it. You can fit him in there. I've I've done it, and it's not that hard. Um, and I do like him this week. But I think I'm going to play Barkley a little bit more in, in GPP because uh, I don't think people are going to gravitate all the way up in there. I think you're going to see you're going to see more payups at tight end and at wide receiver and you're going to see more people paying down so I want to keep my butt covered a little bit on the running backs and just pay down just a little bit just a little bit not completely um, but I do like Saquon I would at least have him in GPP somewhere uh, it's a it's a great Detroit rush defense to attack so uh, Saquon is definitely in play um, I'm not I'm probably not going there. My FanDuel lineup that I have set, I'm probably not going there. Uh, But I may on a couple of the other sites. It all just depends on the value. Um, A lot of people aren't on them, aren't going to be on him because they're they're still worried about that knee. Or the, the, I'm sorry, the high ankle. So he's not a necessity. But uh, if you want to do it, do it. Uh, Chris Carson, part of the core four. Enough said. Uh, uh, no Matt Ryan. <clears throat> so Seattle should roll. And he has perfect game script. He's getting his 20 carries a game. Uh, sees a couple of pastors, uh, passing targets every week. So he's good to go. Lock him in. As Doc would say, visionary style. Uh, Leonard Fournette is good for cash. Safe floor option. Uh, I'd rather go up to Carson or down to Gurley in this spot. Um, But if you want to ride Fournette and the volume that he's got, 
Absolutely, you can. Uh, he should get his. He should get enough yards and be in line for a touchdown this week. Um, don't know if he's exactly going to hit value. He is kind of bumping up in price. That's kind of my concern on there. Um, but I really don't. I, I don't hate. I don't hate it. This Jets defense. Uh, C.J. Mosley went down. Um, and is now on IR, or they're contemplating IR for him. Um, they're really weak at linebacker, so if he, as long as he can get past that first line, um, a defense, uh, he should be good to go against the secondary once he gets in there. So I really like him. I, I'm not in love with him, but uh, like I said, he he should be safe. <clears throat> like I said, I really like Todd Gurley. Uh, more of a cash last GPP play because Gurley's yards per carry has been terrible. Um, and he's been saving himself with TDs and receptions. So in a game against the Cincinnati Bengals, I think he, he, you'll see his yards per carry go up. Um, I think you will see 15 carries in here with a couple of pass receptions from Goff. I have no problem with him in cash. But it's going to be on your risk tolerance. It is a little bit risky, but he but he's in but he's in that really good spot. I think he's going to be a little bit higher on than usual, so I don't hate him. Uh, GPP definitely. Um, I'm going to get some shares of Gurley uh, if I am in that price where I can't bump up any farther. I, I'll settle for Gurley and just be fine with it. Le'Veon Bell. <clears throat> um, Jets, Jets are going to get back to basics. They're going to get back to running the ball with Bell. Uh, alleviate some of the strain on Darno after the debacle that was the New England game on Monday Night Football. So <clears throat> what they're going to do is they're going to lean on Bell. And I think you're going to see a lot of the more short target throws uh, to Bell. And I like Jamison Crowder. Because they're going to want to build the quarter, they're going to want to build Darnell's confidence back after last week, where apparently he was seeing ghosts. So, um, very good play. I love it. I want some more of it. So, good play there, especially on, you know, across the board. He's eleven, eight, nine, and ten. That's a little bit cheap for a spot uh, this week against a Jacksonville. Uh, defense that lost Marcel Darius in the middle, who was their big run stopper. So that's a big deal. They've had some injuries in their linebacking core as well. So this is going to be a really, really good spot for Bell. This is going to be a slow, slow-paced game. That's going to be one or loss on the on the backs of the running backs. So um, love it. Love the spot this week. Uh, Latavius Murray. Uh, he's cash if only if Kamara sits. Um, but I think he's still in, G- in play for GPP if Kamara is in. You'll see a lot of split carries. Um, and they'll, you know, Kamara's had that high, has had that high ankle sprain. They are going on, they're going on, uh, uh, by next week. So I, I actually expected Kamara and uh, Drew Brees to sit this week, but 
Breeze is starting, so I mean, I guess anything is possible with Kamara. Um, I'm not going to use Kamara if he's playing. It's just because his price is too much. But uh, Latavius Murray is still at a decent price uh, across the board. More on the half-point PPR sites, he's he's a lot better. Um, So he's definitely in play there. Uh, Chase Edmonds, if David Johnson is out... He's in play. You can play him in cash. Um, he's probably more GPP. Um, <clears throat> but you can consider Edmonds because of the pass catching ability, and you've seen what his upside is. It's a very bad matchup against New Orleans. But if Arizona wants to keep this close, the only guy that, in my true belief, that can keep this close is is Edmonds. It's not Larry Fitzgerald. It's not Christian Kirk if he plays. It's Chase Edmonds. Uh, last but not least, part of the core four, Ty Johnson. Uh, the price is, is really, really good on FanDuel, Yahoo, DK. It's a little bit up there. So it's kind of on... on on DK, you can switch it out, I think, just because of that, that price isn't all that great. But he is the cheapest option uh, for the running backs here. Um, he's under, he's still under 5K, so um, I, like, I, I like him definitely better than, say, Murray or Edmonds because you're going to save some money there. Um, but it really, all de- it, it really all depends on your construction. Uh, the rest of the core four, the three of the, if you put the other three parts of the core four in there, uh, and have Ty Johnson, and you have money left over, you know, a lot of money to where you can move up. Yeah, you can you can definitely move up Ty Johnson, uh, if you can get one of the other running backs, you know, <clears throat> in there. Like say if you could move if you had two K and could move up to Le'Veon Bell, you'd be stupid not to move up to Le'Veon Bell. So. Uh, definitely show me the lineup. I want to know how much money is left over. We see where where we go from there, see where we can move up, uh, if at all possible. On Fantasy Draft, he is 23rd overall. It's a bit expensive. Um, On Fantasy Draft, I would honestly... uh, If you look down at the GPP plays, on Fantasy Draft, I would rather have James White. Or Sony Michelle. You'd pay a hundred bucks more to have James White, who's going to be involved in the game plan. Uh, at that price, at that pricing point, there's no reason to move off, not move off of him. I mean, Sony Michelle is what six hundred dollars cheaper than Ty Johnson. Are you fucking kidding me? I'd fucking take the risk of Sony Michelle in that game. Yeah, he's got to score a couple of touchdowns, but fuck. New England just destroys these teams. Give the fucking ball to their running backs and just let him fucking score. Brady doesn't even have to do shit. Except check down Charlie to fucking Edelman and White. So, I mean, definitely on fantasy draft. If you wanted to go Sony Michelle instead of Ty Johnson, fuck yeah. Go do it, man. I don't give a shit. It's fine. 
It's just it's just common it's common sense. That's why I put all the prices on there. So and they're all in order. We have our thing you know thing set up. You know where it's FanDuel, Yahoo, your two half pointers, and then your DK and Fantasy Draft. So you can look at you can look at this shit. You don't have to stick to it. Not in that core four. You can save yourself some money. You can probably bust up on another wide receiver. Bust up on another fucking or bust up on a different quarterback. Maybe you can fit another uh, better running back in there. Other than say, you know, once you put Sonny Michelle in. Who knows? Definitely keep them in mind. Okay? Look at that. Look at the price. Look at the rankings. If it makes sense, do it. I'm here. Ask me. We'll do we'll go through it. Uh, GPP. Highest price running back on the board outside of Yahoo, where he's third, is Christian McCaffrey. He is in play. I, I, I'm not in love with it. But the, here's the thought process. San Francisco has not faced a running back like Christian McCaffrey yet. Um, I respect the shit out of the San Francisco defense. But I think there's two there's two things at play. It's CMC's upside, his involvement in the offense. He's coming off a of bye week, so he's going to be fresh. Add in the fact that Carolina has a defense that's not too bad itself. It's not been playing as good as San Francisco, but it's been close. And Jimmy G's been a fucking turnover machine this year. So you're going to get plenty of opportunities for touchdowns, I think, this week for Christian McCaffrey. So in the end, where I don't really, I don't love McCaffrey, I can I can see how he can score points, but I think you're looking for him to score at least 27 points. You want him to hit his value. Um on DK, on DK, basically. So, where he's 9,200 on DK and you're looking for 3X, you're going to want at least 27 to 30 for it to really pay off. If he doesn't hit there, it wasn't worth the pay-up, in my, in my opinion. Now, of course, that's unless um, the other running backs fail, but I just don't see it this week. So, uh, Next guy on the list, we got Austin Eckler. Been hearing a lot about <clears throat> Russell Kuhn coming back which means that everybody's kind of liking Melvin Gordon again after he's, you know, bitten everybody in the ass the last couple of weeks. It's not going to happen for Melvin Gordon. Can we just stop with it? I know the Bears' defense is really, really good as far as a matchup, you know, for running backs. But uh, it's just my it's just my belief that San Diego's going to try and get back a little bit <clears throat> you have Keenan Allen, who's probably who is looking more and more like he's going to sit this one out, which means that you're going to have a lot of pass attempts for Austin Eckler again. They're going to split him out wide, or not out wide, but uh, into the slot, uh, <clears throat> take a little bit of the relief in the passing game. Um, we know that any player that's in the slot against the Bears is generally in a good spot against Buster Screen, so. You're gonna see. You're gonna see more targets for Eckler. This could be like what he had a couple weeks ago, where he had, you know, 
10 plus targets and it's always a little easier you know dump offs and stuff like that so as far as yard you know i don't know as far as yardage and stuff like that but Definitely on your full point PPR sites like DK and Fantasy Draft, I think Eckler is an option in your, in your GPPs. I said that I, I liked a couple players on the Los Angeles side uh, against the Bears for like that little mini, that little mini stack. This was this was one of them that I kind of liked. Was Austin Eckler, and we'll get to another guy later. Uh, Sonny Michelle and James White, I think I explained this a little bit, uh, so we'll just kind of move on there. Um, James White has been heavily involved in the passing game, um, I will add, because uh, the influx at the wide receiver position, so it's been mostly going to James White and um, Julian Edelman. So... Uh, said my piece about the whole thing on Fantasy Draft with Ty Johnson if you wanted to fit them and I don't mind you taking more of a shot on them with more established running backs essentially Sunday Night Football Options for Yahoo and Fantasy Draft this is a cash option for both sites because the Green Bay Kansas City game is involved on those two sites. We have to look at it. The guy that I'm looking for, looking at <clears throat> on those two sites, and I have not made a lineup yet on either one, and I have to get on that because if you want to get in, if you want any cash on those two sites on Yahoo and Fantasy Draft, you have to do it tonight, not tomorrow, because uh, they're eight up right away. So the guy I'm looking at, Aaron Jones. Uh, we love running backs against the Kansas City Chiefs. Now you got another spot where Patrick Mahomes is not going to be starting. He's definitely out. Matt Moore is the quarterback. It's going to cause the Kansas City offense to stall out a little bit more, which is going to give more opportunities to the Packers offense and more carries to Aaron Jones, who will be involved in the passing game. So... Definitely take a look at Aaron Jones when you're on Yahoo and Fancy Draft. Fancy Draft, he's at a hell of a price at the 13-1, which makes him the ninth highest priced running back. Uh, he is six overall on Yahoo, so he's a little bit pricier on Yahoo. Yahoo realizes what kind of position he's in. Uh, GPP option would be LaShawn McCoy. Um, like him more again on Fancy Draft than I do on uh, Yahoo where he is the 17th highest priced running back at $20. And then he is $9,000 on Fantasy Draft, which makes him the 33rd highest priced running back. It's the cheapest of the all four slates if you were to run the Thursday through Monday contest. So McCoy McCoy is definitely in play. Um, Packers rush defense still is not good. So as long as... Andy Reid is smart and uses McCoy to try and keep the pressure off of Matt Moore, then it's a good play. Um, if they decide that Matt Moore is the second 
the second oldest coming of uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, then we're fucked. So definitely consider McCoy. I don't think he's a must-have, though. Moving on to wide receiver. The top price option for cash is Michael Thomas. Safe as fuck. Uh, always safe for cash, even if Patrick Peterson is on him. With that being said, and I do like the New Orleans Saints game, I do like their offensive weapons. I still like the next guy better, and that's DeAndre Hopkins. Number two across the board on all sites. He's my lock pay-up wide receiver this week. He is in the core four. There is a caveat here. If you look at the core four, and I wrote this up at the top, but I'm going to explain it. I have Corey Davis of Tennessee and DeAndre Hopkins of Houston. The only way I will allow you not to have DeAndre Hopkins is if you are doing a two-for-two switch. What that means is that instead of Hopkins, you are going to go to the GPP section and you're going to put in Kenny Stills, who is a cash-slash-GPP play. You want a piece of Deshaun Watson. That's why Hopkins is in there. If you're not using Hopkins, it's because you want to pay up elsewhere. If you're going to pay up elsewhere, you're going to pay up for one of these other wide receivers. Use Kenny Stills, who's taking the place of Will Fuller. He's going to be the second targeted, most targeted, if not the most targeted guy on Houston. Now, I think Hopkins is going to be the most targeted. and Kenny Stills comes in a close second. So definitely do that. If, if Like I said... If you're going to come off Hopkins in a core four, go to Stills and then choose your other wide receiver from there. But you're not going to do a double pay down because you don't need to. So keep that in mind. <clears throat> I leave that option open. Like I said, you're switching. You can switch Hopkins or um, Kenny Stills in for Hopkins. But then you're going to pay. You're going to pay up for your other wide receiver. You want one of these pay up wide receivers. I'd prefer Hopkins if I can. Chris Godwin's in play. He's not the greatest matchup on paper, but the Titans are dealing with a couple of injuries in the secondary. Like I said, a court, which includes the Dory Jackson and the volume that I'm expecting coming from Winston's arm uh, supersedes the matchup. They love Chris Godwin. So you should too. Definitely think about it. Uh, Cooper Cup. Uh, nice spot for Cup. And he's the first guy that Goff looks to in the passing game. Uh, it's a it's a really good matchup. Almost too good of a matchup, like I said. Um, you definitely will want Cup to score a touchdown. And at least get <clears throat> uh, 6 for 80. Something like that. That's kind of what you're looking for. If you think he can get there, do it. If you don't think he can get there, then skip it. Tyler Lockett's in play. Doesn't get a lot of volume at the top wideouts do. But he's always in play for a long touchdown uh, from Russell Wilson. 
uh, any given game. This is a very good spot. All wide receivers actually are in play for Seattle. Um, but if if Russell Wilson's going to have get to that 20-point day, it's generally been with some kind of pass to Lockett that has gotten him a touchdown. So I think he's still safe for cash. Um, surprising cash entry for you, maybe to you, not to me, is Allen Robinson of the Chicago Bears. He'll have Casey Hayward on him. Now, Trubisky leans, leans on Allen Robinson. Chase Daniel, even when he was in there, leaned on Allen Robinson. He is their guy. And nobody this season has really stopped him. Casey Hayward's not going to have the safety help. If Allen Robinson gets behind Casey Hayward, he is fucked. Casey Hayward is absolutely fucked. This is the guy, if you use Trubisky, you will pair Allen Robinson with him as the lone target in that offense. For Mitch Trubisky to go off, Allen Robinson needs to go off. Just remember that. Next on the list, it's Galladay week. It's got to be. It just, it's got to be. Um, <laughs> just a weird pattern that I found uh, looking, comparing uh, Kenny Galladay to Marvin Jones. <clears throat> And I'll kill. I'll I'll cover Mar- Marvin Jones in this spot as well, since they're relatively about the same price. So <clears throat> there's a pat there's a pattern this season. Kenny Galladay has gone off. This is the start of the season. Okay, so weeks one and weeks two. Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay was the guy. Week three, Marvin Jones. Week four and week five, Kenny Galladay. <laughs> week seven, or uh, I'm sorry, uh, well, games. I'll just do games, okay? Games one and two, Galladay. Game three, Marvin Jones. Game four and game five, Galladay. Game six, Marvin Jones. So. If you believe in patterns, and this isn't the backbone of my analysis, but it was just really weird, and it was kind of funny. If you believe in patterns, it's Kenny Galladay week, based on the numbers. Based on the matchup itself, it's Kenny Galladay. But I don't hate Marvin Jones. So... What do we do here? Well, there's there's something that you can do, okay? If you want to game stack this, you're, sta- you're only going to stack Stafford and you're only going to stack Galladay or you're going to stack Stafford with um, Marvin Jones. You're not going to include both. 
because if you look at the numbers all season, they have not both gone off in the same game. It's like what I talked about last after last week. Stafford locks onto a guy. Stafford locks the fuck on the guy. In fact, is the guy that produces. So if you want to use Kenny Galladay, like saying cash, and then use Marvin Jones and GPP to kind of hedge it, fine. Absolutely fine. That works. I do have Marvin Jones included. He's in GPP. It's Kenny Galladay week. It's Kenny Galladay week. Next on the list is Julian Edelman. He's got a questionable tag, but he should play. Uh, no problem there. Uh, he's always safe and reliable. Hasn't had the huge game, but he gets you the points that you need with the receptions. Uh, <clears throat> just the volume in itself. And he's always in play for a touchdown. So, um, especially against... I shouldn't say especially against, because um, Browns have gotten a lot, a lot of their secondary pieces back, so... Uh, they're a little bit stronger, but Edelman with the volume, uh, will he'll overseed that. So I would expect a pretty good game out of him. Man, what the fuck did I do here? Oh, stupid. Messed up the cornerback matchups. Um, so always safe, always reliable. Don't worry about using him even on the half-point PPR sites because he should hit value on those. Uh, but we do prefer him on the full PPR sites uh, to get the full value of a Julian Edelman. Uh, next is Cortland Sutton. He's Flacco's main guy. Manuel Sanders is gone, so he's becoming the ob- he's going to become the obvious top target guy uh, against a guy like Pierre Desir, who is actually dealing with. Uh, injuries and is at a huge disadvantage for 50-50 balls if he plays. So if you see that Desir is playing, even if you see if Desir is playing, that's kind of the matchup that we want because um, Indy will tend to leave Desir on his own instead of rolling a safety over uh, for any type of help there. They also have to worry about Deshaun Hamilton and then the running backs in the passing game. It's going to be a very low scoring game though. It's it's going to be very slow, very plotting. I kind of liked the running backs in that game, but I just don't trust them. Uh, at least not enough uh, to put them in the article. And you'll notice, and you'll notice definitely uh, for the running backs that I pared it down a lot. So uh, next we have John Brown of the Buffalo Bills. Um, I'm actually on the Eagles this week. Um, not so much for offense, but <clears throat> the one piece that I can definitely see. Uh, from the Buffalo Bills is John Brown because the Eagles secondary is terrible. And he's Josh Allen's uh, main dude. Uh, also really, really like him if Duke Johnson, or Duke Johnson, Duke Williams uh, might be out this week again. So um, it's going to be hard-pressed if you're in that price range to not really look at John Brown and consider him uh, for a pay-down spot. He's getting the targets, um, even though I don't like Josh Allen in this in this matchup. But I, that's the guy that they're going to go to. So I have no problem locking in John Brown. And then we have uh, 
Last but not least, part of the core four, Corey Davis. He's going to be really highly owned this week. That's why he's in there. Um, and with the matchup and the spot that he's in, it's a it's a hard fade for cash. I think if you don't have Corey Davis in your lineup, I think you're going to fail. Tannehill loves the fuck out of Corey Davis. Even when he came in, when he came in the week before, where did he go? He went right to Corey Davis. I don't know why. You would expect that they did not practice really that much with each other, that he would have practiced a little bit more with A.J. Brown. But definitely the targets are going to Corey Davis' way. That's why he's locked in. So like I said, you can switch them out, but it's dangerous. But as long as, like I said, if you manage to at least go to Kenny Stills and get yourself some Watson, it should save you in case Corey Davis goes off. So, um, definitely consider just using the core four that I put in there for cash. GPP, you can come off it all you want. Uh, GPP, got Mike Evans in there. Uh, Malcolm Brown should be covering him uh he has been shutting a lot of wide a lot of good wide receivers down but can he keep it going especially with the volume that's going to be coming out of winston that's a real question uh this would be a good spot for mike evans he can beat malcolm brown so definitely if you do it a game stack i would consider uh having mike evans in there with chris godwin and if you're doing a game stack, you'd be stupid not to do it that way. But uh, definitely consider it. Uh, DK Metcalf. See Atlanta secondary. The only problem is we don't know what kind of volume he's going to see. Uh, he's going to see from Wilson. Um, they may just end up running the running the ball, but he could get a long touchdown on the outside. Atlanta's always been really weak on the outside. Uh, for the most part, in their secondary. So I consider it. You could even do it as a one-off to try and get off of um, Lockett if you wanted to in GPP. Uh, Marvin Jones, we covered it. I'm on Galladay. Um, but I think you'll get still get lower ownership on Jones because nobody's going to believe that he's going to come back from a 4-TD game with anything. So... It's possible, but like I said, I wouldn't. I wouldn't game stack it, or I wouldn't game stack it. I would not pair Galladay and Jones together with Stafford. You're just going to pick one or the other, and just run it from there. So definitely keep that in mind. Uh, Kenny Stills. I said if you don't pay up for Hopkins and Cash, then please go use Kenny Stills. Uh, with that being said, if you want to do f- uh, a full Houston stack. Uh, you can have both uh, Stills and Hopkins in there. I have included Darren Waller in GPP uh, for right now. Uh, Tyrell Williams is questionable. He may not play. Uh, we talked about the plantar fascia, fasciitis um, in his foot. It's possible that he plays this week. 
if he plays this week, I think you can definitely put him in there as well. And this is Tyrell Williams uh, in a game stack because if Houston or if, if Oakland is going to keep up in this game, it's probably going to be with uh, Tyrell Williams and Darren Waller. I don't think he'd want to get tricky with Foster Moreau. So next we have the the other Tennessee wide receiver, uh, AJ Brown. He's actually there was a weird pricing thing here. Yeah, he's the same price as Corey Davis on FanDuel, and then he was like more expensive. He's more expensive on Yahoo. He's a little bit cheaper there, a little bit cheaper there. Yeah, he's higher on Yahoo. I don't fucking get that. But um, I would go with Corey Davis first. If you're doing a game stack, yes, A.J. Brown. Uh, definitely get him included. Um, but, uh, yeah, because he doesn't need the volume to really score against the Bucks secondary. So he's in a really good spot, too. But like I said, Corey Davis gets the targets. That's safer in, you know, absolute too cheap spot. So um, go Corey Davis first, A.J. Brown, and your GPPs. Corey Davis and GBP too, but A.J. Brown, second consideration from Tennessee. Uh, last but not least, we got Ted Ginn Jr. Saints are going to destroy Arizona this week. Part of the reason will be because of Ted Ginn. Thank you very much. <laughs> Ted Ginn is going to be all over the field. He's going to be the guy that's going to get a, a you know that whole tight end matchup type thing. Granted, Ted Ginn lines up a lot more on the outside, but you could see him in the slot a little bit uh, in this matchup. <clears throat> Either way, he's got a he's got a clear advantage across the board, so that's fine. Sunday night football options, uh, two GPP options. Uh, MVS is in play because uh, Devonta Adams is doubtful this week, so if he's doubtful, more than likely he's trending towards out. So MVS would occupy his slot. Wide receiver ones have done very well against Kansas City. But like I said, it's GPP. It is MVS, so that is hit or miss. Uh, another hit or miss guy is going to be Tyreek Hill. Uh, Matt Moore did find him uh, and hit him for you know, a nice strike. Uh, but generally, in I guess the Packers secondary, you don't really like the wide receivers against them. Tyreek Hill's in a whole another animal. They're going to get try and get him highly involved. Uh, bubble screens, stuff like that, uh, sweeps and whatnot. So uh, I like Hill as a GPP, as a GPP play on Yahoo or Fantasy Draft. He's a little bit too high for me on Yahoo, but Fantasy Draft, he's he's the cheapest over there. Moving on to tight end, uh, a number one uh, highest price guy, Hunter Henry, uh, safest pay up play, uh, spot for cash. Uh, especially if Keaton Allen sits, you're going to see his target volume go up even more, along with Austin Eckler. Um, so that mini bear stack that I had, Hunter Henry would also be one of those guys that you'd kind of like on the other side. Uh, next we have Austin Hooper. It's very expensive. I don't like him on Yahoo because he's number one overall at $25, which is ridiculous. Um Austin Hooper stays in at cash only because Matt Schaub has shown that he's still going to throw to Austin Hooper. And Austin Hooper can do what he wants with the ball. It's a very good matchup against Seattle. 
Seattle defense is going to be worried a little bit more about Ridley and Hooper, or, uh, Ridley and Joe and Julio before they're going to worry about Austin Hooper. They'll let Austin Hooper run all day on them if they have to. They'll let him run all day, get the short stuff and all that. So you could see a high target volume, could see a high re- reception total here. Definitely consider it uh, if you're paying up. But like I said, I'd rather pay for Henry. Um, for a hundred bucks more on FanDuel, he's definitely five. He's four dollars cheaper on on Yahoo. Uh, he's actually six hundred dollars cheaper. This is Hunter Henry. Henry is six hundred dollars cheaper than Hooper on DK, and he's twenty three hundred dollars cheaper on uh, Fancy Draft. So, outside of FanDuel, he's way cheaper than Austin Hooper. So that's why I would use Hunter Henry. Uh Next, you have uh, Cameron Brait. You start getting down to the pay-down spots here after those two. Um, there's no O.J. Howard there, and I know a lot of people worry about uh, po- passing volume to the tight ends in that offense. Uh, Tennessee is very, very weak against the tight end. Mix that in with the fact that Brait does not have to worry about O.J. Howard and that he is Winston's guy. You have everything that points to using Cameron Brait this week in a paydown spot, if you choose. Uh, he's definitely my favorite of the paydown spots. Uh, next guy would be Jonu Smith. He's taking over for Delaney Walker. The only problem is that every time I fucking write up Jonu Smith because Delaney Walker is out, guess what he does? He shits the bed. So, fuck him. But he is included. It's great. I won't be using him. GPP, uh, had mentioned already, Darren Waller. He's, as far as as pricing, he is 2, 3, 3, and 2 across the board. He is far and away Derek Carr's guy. And if Tyrell Williams sits again, it's actually a tough fade, uh, even with the elevated price on there. It's not a great matchup against Houston. Houston has been pretty good against the tight ends, but uh, Oakland really, really has found a way to get him involved, even in bad matchups. Against the Packers, even tight ends aren't all that great. Uh, but you see what Darren Waller did last week where he was over 100 yards and two touchdowns. So his upside is immense. Uh, definitely consider him a GPP. Evan Ingram is in GPP. Uh, really good spot against the Lions. Uh, definitely if you're running a game stack, you're going you're gonna to fit Evan Ingram in there with your Lions stack. Uh, last but certainly not least, we have Dallas Goddard. Uh, I know there's going to be a lot of people on Earth this week. Um, but Carson Wentz has really started uh, floating over to Goddard, and you can see the pattern actually over the last couple of weeks uh, where he's going over to Goddard before he's going to Zach Ertz. So uh, in this spot, uh, Buffalo's having trouble against tight ends. Um, he'll help you build your lineup in GPP uh, by giving you that value. Uh, take the chance in Dallas Goddard. He's in over 60% of the plays uh, because they want him in for blocking. He's definitely going to be in there because they're going to want to run the shit out of the ball uh, against this uh, Bills front. Sunday night football option. Kelsey's always in play. If there's if Chiefs are smart, they're going to get him involved. Um, should be heavily relied on uh, there for Matt Moore. Uh, Jimmy Graham, unless he blew his load last week, he's in play. Because tight ends, tight ends can have their way against Kansas City. 
Moving on to defenses. Sorry. Just let me take a drink here real quick. All right. Top option, New England Patriots. It's going to be chalk. It's going to be heavy chalk. They've done it two weeks now in a row uh, where they've been scoring, where the defense has actually been scoring a lot more than the uh, offense really has been doing anything. So it's going to be tough to fade them in cash. Their ownership is going to be high. Um, You're looking, you're expecting them to capitalize off turnovers uh, from Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield primarily. Um, Cleveland's coming off a bye. But... What I would expect is what I expect. Bel- Here's what I expect Belichick to do. I think a lot of people think that he's going to focus on OBJ, but I think he's going to shut. He's realize he, Bill Belichick is smart. Bill, Pel- if I see that Nick Chubb is the best part of this Cleveland Browns offense, guess who else sees it? Bill Belichick, and he's seen it three years before I ever saw it. So. Um, he's going to shut down Nick Chubb. He's going to put that ball in. He's going to put that ball in Mayfield's hand. He's going to force Mayfield to try and beat them. You got three cover corners that are really, really good. You also have Jarvis Landry running his mouth right before he goes to Patriots, right before they have to play the Patriots. Are you out of your fucking mind? One of the dumbest things you can ever do is give billboard material to the New England Patriots, and if you don't believe that shit, sorry. Motivation, motivating your opponent is the dumbest thing you can ever do during game week. I'm expecting them to score another touchdown this week, so I'm gonna use I'm gonna use Patriots in cash. I'm gonna fade I'll fade them in a couple spots. Your direct pivot actually on Fanduel is um, uh, the LA Rams, <clears throat> um, and they're a little bit cheaper on the other sites as well. Uh, DK they're fourth overall. Where are LA LA and New York? At the same price on FanDuel. On DK, you're getting about a $500 uh, value on the LA Rams versus Cincinnati than you are in New England. And then on Fantasy Draft, you're getting uh, $200 knocked off to go to the Rams versus the Patriots. So it, it's a direct pivot on all those sites except for Yahoo, where the LA Rams are mispriced at $14, which is $4 above minimum. Uh, and they're the 16th highest priced uh, defense. The New England Patriots are $21. They're number one on Yahoo. The LA Rams are 14 That $7 is huge. That is a 33% discount on a defense. So on Yahoo, I'm definitely considering just going, starting at the Rams and then working down from there. Um, and I think you should really uh, look at that as well. Uh, New Orleans Saints, safe and reliable against the Cardinals. They should be able to capitalize on some uh, turnovers here. 
uh, get some sacks and fumble recoveries. <clears throat> uh, they are they are really really cheap on FanDuel, so I really like them over there. Although, like I said, I'm paying up, so I'll probably use the Saints in GPP um, for a value over there on FanDuel specifically. But they're seven seven and three on the other three sites, so it's not too bad. Um, don't really like them on fantasy draft. If you're if you're doing fantasy drafts and you're going to go with the Saints, you might as well just go with the Patriots in cash and then go Saints and GPP. That's your direct, That's your really direct pivot right over there. Uh, wrote up Cal- Carolina Panthers. I've given my thoughts on here. I do believe that the Carolina Panthers can win this game. Um, on the back of Christian McCaffrey and by turnovers by Jimmy Garoppolo, by the Carolina Panthers' defense. The reason why they're, they are good for cash outside of Yahoo, where they are number four on FanDuel, DK, and Fancy Draft. They are the 20th, the 19th, and the 21st highest-priced defense. But Yahoo has them four. Yahoo actually priced it correctly. The other three sites didn't. They're looking at the San Francisco rushing game. And yes, I have shares of Tevin Coleman and Matt Breida. I'm starting Tevin Coleman and Matt Breida. Well, actually, maybe not Matt Breida because I think I have better options. But um, Carolina has has given up points to the running backs there. Jimmy Garoppolo has still been turning that ball over. And if you're going to give Carolina Panthers defense the opportunity, they're going to capitalize on you. At some point, San Francisco has to lose, even if it's in a low-scoring affair. Carolina's coming off a bye. They're stud running back. Fresh legs. I'm looking for Carolina to win this game. And I'm taking their defense. If you want to pay down, think about Carolina. Think about it. Just think about it. Especially in GPP. Cash. Again, I'd rather go New England Patriots. You don't have to pay down to fit what you need. But um, <clears throat> definitely keep it in consideration because it's a hell of a value for a good defense. GPP uh, put Seattle Seahawks in there as soon as Matt Ryan was called out. It's a pairing option for Chris Carson uh, in your GPPs if you care to do. They definitely have the opportunity. The offensive line, they have another injury across the offensive line. So you're definitely going to get your pass rushers involved here. I have Philadelphia in a high-risk, high-reward spot. Josh Allen continues to turn the ball over. And the Eagles can handle running QBs. They're a very good price. They're mid-priced across the board. I don't think a lot of people are actually going to be on them uh, just for the fact that their secondary is bad. Um, But their, their defensive line and their linebackers should be able to handle this offense all day. And I think you're going to see a heavy pass rush on them. Uh, and then 
last but not least of the regular ones, your contrarian play of the week. We've talked about it. Bad offenses, offenses being a chalk. Uh, a capable defense on the other side. Secondary sucks. Defense line and linebackers are pretty good. They can stop the run. They'll slow Derrick Henry down unless Derrick Henry, of course, is able to get a weird break free this week and run, you know, an 80-yard touchdown run. But um, Tampa Tampa defense has shown that they can they can do some damage of their own if given the right opportunity. The offensive line hasn't really gelled completely yet for the Tennessee Titans. So with a with a good front seven that they have, they should be able to put some pressure on Ryan Tannehill in this matchup. I can see it. Like I said, I'm still going to start a Ryan Tannehill um lineup to cover my ass. And that's gonna be and that's probably gonna be a game stack. You know, and then I'll run one with Winston on the other end. But um so I'll probably have two on there, probably one on each you know, one on like say FanDuel and one on DK. And then uh I'm gonna have a lineup or two that's gonna have Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. They're averaging seven and a half points a game. It's pretty average. Pretty actually above average, so it's not bad. It's not a bad play at all. It's risky, but like I said, bad offense. Might as well play the defense against them. Especially if they're going to be as heavily owned as we think that they're going to be. Because everybody's trying to get all that value and then pay up at all their other spots. That's really why they're running that Tennessee offense. So, uh, Saturday a football option for Yahoo and Fantasy Draft Main Slate. Uh, Green Bay Packers. Spat more, so I don't hate the idea of taking a shot here. Definitely on primetime slate. Yes, I'm probably going to lock in the Green Bay Packers defense and not the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers defense that everybody's going to want to go. Um, I don't hate the Miami Dolphins defense this week either if you want to pay all the way down and then pay up at other spots if you really like the Kansas City um, Green Bay game. So. That's what I got for you. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Just coming in a shade over a decade, too. All right. But that's it. Um, like I said, I'm free tonight for any questions and stuff. My daughter and I are going to have a movie night. Um, and then I am free all morning up until lock. So hopefully you get your questions in earlier rather than later. Uh because it gets a little bit hectic on Sunday and I kind of get torn between like five or six different conversations. So uh, if you get them in earlier, the better. Um, just remember, we're not going to tinker. We don't want to tinker unless we absolutely have to. So you guys have a good rest of your Saturday night. Or if you're listening on Sunday morning, good morning. Hope church was great. You fucking heathens. Peace out. Deuces.